0: If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. What's going on, everybody? I'm Ross Simmons, the host of Create Like the Greats, a podcast where I take you into the inner workings of how some of the greatest creators of all time did or do what they do. On this segment of the show, what I call journal entries, I like to take you behind the scenes into my world with the ideas that are shaping my perspective, my approach to business, my career, and the various things that I'm building to help me create a life that I would consider great. In my journal entries, I take you behind the scenes into sharing kind of the perspective that I have on various topics, new projects that I launch, the companies that I'm investing in, partnerships that I'm collaborating on with a peer, or the various things that I'm working on at the moment in time that I find interesting and that I think you might find interesting as well. One of the things that I talk about often is investing. And when I talk about investing, typically I'm talking about startups that I might be going into, might be talking about um, investing as a uh, actual financial perspective, but rarely do I talk about investing in the sense that we're gonna talk about today? Today, we're gonna be diving into investing as it relates to our careers, ourselves, and ourselves as kind of being that CEO of our own life. Today, I'm gonna be diving into a mental mindset, a money mindset, you could call it, that fundamentally changed my life. What we're gonna be talking about today is how to set up and establish your own personal R&D investment budget. What does that mean? So personal R&D is essentially this concept that I've embraced since I graduated from university. R&D is something that businesses, some of the top businesses in the world, invest in every single day. R&D stands for research and development. One of the money mindsets that I embrace is this idea of having a personal R&D budget. Every single year, I allocate time and energy and funds into what I would call my personal R&D budget, which is money that I want to invest in myself. One of the biggest mistakes that I see happen, and it's something that I've seen time and time again, not only with people my own age, but even people fresh out of university, is that we assume because we've spent thousands of dollars on a tuition, because we have spent thousands of dollars to get our degree, that we deserve all of the promotions, that we deserve a raise, that we deserve a $100,000 uh, job because we went to school. When in reality, you have to invest in yourself. You have to develop yourself, you have to build skills, you have to build talent. you have to continue to invest in yourself if you want to grow as an individual. We oftentimes will pay thousands of dollars for tuition and then stop investing in our career, our life, and our own personal development because we are done school, it's a shame. Amazon is an example of a company that is worth trillion dollars plus and they spend $70 billion every single year on research and development. Meta, they spend about 35 Alphabet, 28 Microsoft, 22 Intel, 17 and even Volkswagen with about $17 billion of investment in R&D. Why is this important? Why do we care? Because I believe that all of us should view ourselves as the CEOs of our own life. And if we have that perspective, that we are the CEOs of our own life and we have to hire people into our life and fire people in our life, if we need to constantly be trying to grow with our life, then we too should be thinking about how we can invest in research and development. When we operate like we're the CEO of our own life, we embrace this concept of an R&D budget, you can start to operate with a little bit more intention, a little bit more intention around the ways in which you're spending your money. And from that, you're able to see an ROI on some of these investments. Something that we've invested in at Foundation ever since the beginning was this idea of an unlimited book budget. An unlimited book budget is a concept that we've embraced where our teammates, no matter what topic, no matter what space they're interested in learning a little bit more about, if there's a book that they're interested in reading, they can read it. They can get that book, we'll cover it, and it will get shipped directly to their home. This unlimited book budget is intentionally allowing them to do one of two things. One, pursue curiosity, pursue their interests, but two, it also gives them the ability to grow. It's kind of, in our opinion, our own organizational R&D budget. And it stems from my own personal commitment to when I see a book, when I see something that is of interest, I purchase that book and I acquire it. Now, let's dive in a little bit more around the various R&D investments you can make on a personal level to take your life to the next level. Let's jump into it. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution product, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever with an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs and a full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey visit hubspot.com/service to do more with your customers today. The first R&D investment is a classic. It's books. Books are in my opinion and I'd say it's not even going to it's going to sound pretty basic to say this but like books are underrated. They're still massively underrated. We all love TV, we all love movies, we all love films and things like that, but books are a very powerful way to fully immerse yourself into a topic and to use that immersion to really view the world from the eyes of someone who is potentially, ideally, an expert on a topic. We oftentimes go through life navigating the ins and outs without truly thinking and realizing that other people have gone through the same problems as us in the past. We oftentimes spend a lot of time consuming content online, digital content, and I love digital content. In fact, you're consuming digital content by hearing my words in my voice right now. And this is the norm today. But one of the things that I love about books is that it goes deeper. It typically gives you the ability to go much deeper into a concept where there's sources and references that you're able to dive a little bit deeper into, where the data gets a little bit more specific and you're able to dive deeper into these things as well. The power of books is that it gives you a much more in-depth understanding of a concept That a blog post typically wouldn't give you. Yes, some books should have been blog posts, but there are also blog posts that would make for amazing books. And when you can read content in the form of a book that broadens your knowledge base, exposes you to new ideas, and assists with you honing your own critical thinking skills, you can be so much better. One of the things that I love about books today is that they can be consumed in multiple formats. I'm a paper book guy, I love a good paper book, but there's also Kindles. There's also audiobooks as well. And these are books that can support you in becoming better. Some of my latest book investments have been on things like parenting. So I typically am reading books about business, but as a young parent, I've been reading a lot of books on parenting as well and how to be a good dad. In addition to that, I've been reading a lot of books on finance, scaling teams, some fiction, some nonfiction as well. And always investing in time, my time into reading books that help me be a better leader and a better CEO, whether it's books like Buy Back Your Time from Dan Martel, whether it's a book like the SaaS Playbook from Rob Walling, or whether it's a, a book that's a local classic called Net Worth, where it breaks down Clearwater, which is a company in Nova Scotia where I'm from, that breaks down the, the, the success of this local entrepreneur. I just love Books. I read them on the t- all the time. I've got typically one or one or four books on the go on a regular basis. Hold your kids close is another book that I'm currently reading. And if I was to throw out a few more, I've been going recently into some of the classics, like Hey Whipple, squeeze this, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families, so much more. I am constantly, constantly, constantly reading books. I love books, and uh, yeah, that's one of the R and D investments that you should consider making as well. Another R&D investment that you can make that can pay significant rewards are courses and workshops. Whether it's online or in person, continuously learning through courses, webinars, and workshops can give you some amazing skills and knowledge. A few years back, I wanted to better understand the role of boards. So I spent time finding a course that would take me through the process on what it would be like to be a better board member. I sit on the board for a handful of different charities at the moment when I did this. Today I'm down to just one charity, one nonprofit, whose board I sit on. But at my peak, I was thinking, I think I was on about six different boards. I realized through that commitment that my board life will probably happen a little bit later in life because things got busy, kids, et cetera, and I'm no longer able to take on as many board seats as I once did. So In that moment though, this was all pre-kids, I said, I'm going to learn how to be a better board member. So I took this course that taught me exactly that. It Gave me the ins and outs about how to be a chair on the board, things that you should do as a member of a board, due diligence, the things that you should do, how to support the CEO, the leader, the, the executive director in a nonprofit, all of these different things. And it was very, very valuable. Most recently, I also took a course that was all about how to manage and hire an EA. And how to support your EA to ensure that they are operating at a high level. And this course is one of those courses that I can already say paid for itself and then some. Some of the courses that you'll take will be duds. This course in particular fundamentally changed the way that I operate. Async, the way that I operate in terms of managing tasks, thinking about delegation, and so much more. This is a major unlock. So when you are thinking about your own investments and how you approach it, Consider courses and workshops as a great way to go really, really deep and learn from people who have done it. One of the biggest mistakes, again, that I see people make all the time is that they think they have to figure it all out themselves. There is no problem that you can go through in life that somebody else hasn't gone through. So why not embrace and take the time to learn from those who have done it and use that insight, use that information to allow you to accelerate faster? It is such a mistake to constantly think that your brain must have all the answers. It doesn't. You can get the answers from people who have spent more time on a problem and then use that to get a shortcut and a cheat code to get closer to the goal that you're chasing and pursuing. Invest in workshops. They can unlock amazing returns. Another R&D investment that I'm a big fan of is conferences and seminars. Now, I do believe that you can go overboard with this. I believe a lot of organizations go overboard with conferences and seminars, especially entrepreneurs, and they go every single week to event, 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 and they don't actually do any work. It's a real problem. But what I believe you should do when it comes to conferences and seminars is think about them in the sense of ROI. What am I going to get out of This investment where I'm going to spend money on a flight to go to this event, I'm going to spend my time while on at this event, while on the ground at this event, meeting people, I'm going to be jet lagged, I'm going to lose all this. Think about all of the costs, right, associated with it, the meals, all of those things. And then ask yourself, what am I going to get out of this? What am I going to get out of attending this conference or seminar? Sometimes you're going because you want knowledge. You want new ideas. You want concepts. You want new strategies. You want to be able to get inspiration around topics that are new to you. You want to better understand something. A few years back, I went to Signal, which was a conference put on by Twilio. Now, I'm not an engineer. I've never built anything on the back of Twilio, and the conference was dedicated to Twilio engineers, but I did have a deep interest in better understanding that type of mentality, that space. I wanted to better understand people who would be in that room. So I immersed myself there, made some connections because I, again, looked at the ROI of this as not only being able to get a better understanding of the technical requirements that go into building an app on the back of Twilio, but also I knew that if I would attend this event, I might be able to generate ROI by making connections. Connections who were investors, connections through entrepreneurs, through founders, et cetera. And from this, the truth has kind of come to light years later where I've been able to generate a significant amount of revenue on the back of attending that conference. So yes, it might have been a couple thousand dollars for me to attend, but over the life cycle of that event, over the life cycle of attending and me being there that one time, since then I've been able to generate hundreds of thousands of dollars on the back of that one conference and event. It also gave me insights, insights into things that I could create that I wouldn't have been able to create had I not attended. So again, I use that event as a launching pad. Sometimes I'll even pay to go to a conference where I'm speaking. I will literally pay to go to get on the plane and speak at this event because I know someone in the room is going to be my ideal customer. And if that ideal customer can ultimately turn into a 50K, 100K, 250K project, then that one flight, that one day of me traveling will potentially be worth it. Another great R&D investment that you can make for yourself is coaching and mentoring. If you can engage in a, actually hiring a professional coach or a mentor to support you and to give you tailored guidance, it can be a major win. Personally, when I was growing up early on in my career, I had no mentors. So I had to p- take a cheat code to kind of get there. And my cheat code was to pay to play to find ways to kind of actually pay people to give me advice, to pay people to give me suggestions and guidance. On a local level, I remember paying for coffee. It was simple. I would pay people to grab a coffee and I would say, hey, let me pay for this. I got you. I'm a new up and comer in the industry. I'm going to pay for your coffee, blah, blah, blah. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people can say and will say, I can pay for my own coffee. But I was viewing it as an opportunity for me to build this network and to build these relationships. And some of these people ultimately have led out to be Great friends, great colleagues, and peers—they um, gave me t- information at the time that helped me level up in that moment and just take the stepping stone to get where I needed to be. That's something that a lot of people don't realize. You don't need to reach out to Steve Jobs. You don't need to reach out to the Warren Buffets. You don't need to reach out to the legends in your industry, the Elons, the the people who have fundamentally the the Rockefeller of your community. Like you don't need to reach out to these folks, reach out to somebody who's just a few steps ahead of you, reach out to somebody who's like one step ahead of you and just ask them if you can have a coffee, ask them if you can meet up. And if over time you start to generate revenue and you start to scale up and go up the levels of value in business, you might eventually get to a point where you're able to say, hey, look, I'm really trying to figure out how to grow on X. You've done it. Can I pay you $500 for an hour of your time? Some of you might be sticker shocked by that price. It's the game that you might have to play. You might have to be willing to cough up a lot of money to get advice that ultimately gives you a cheat code to win, to succeed, and to grow. This is the game. I am willing to invest in research and development, and thus, I am willing to pay a coach, a mentor, or someone who's further ahead than me to get better understanding of how I can win on a certain channel. And you should be willing to do the same. Another type of R&D that I invest in is online subscriptions. Whether it's a newsletter like Foundation Labs, where every single week we press publish on content that supports B2B marketers who are looking to grow their life and their career and their development of of their own marketing engines so they can get the promotions that they want, or it's a niche account on Patreon or it's a community like Exit 5. I, I go into these communities and into these spaces with the intention of learning, of the intention of getting new insights, new information, but also building relationships. So you should be thinking about what online subscriptions you should have, what community should you subscribe to, what newsletters should you be willing to pay to subscribe to because the information that they give you is going to be so good that it's going to help you accelerate your colleagues and your peers. That is a question that you should ask. Another type of R&D is travel. This one is going to sound a little bit funny to people, but I believe truly that experiencing diverse cultures and environments can give you amazing creativity it can unlock new levels of perspective, and it can give you a worldview that ultimately, when combined with your own experience, can give you the ability to create things that no one else in your industry can create. It's all about exposure. All of the ideas that we come up with, all of the stories that we tell, all of the messages that we create, they all are coming from an influence externally. And those influences can range from things that we have learned from the time we were kids, all the way through to the books and the courses that we consume, all the way through to the places that we experience and the people we meet and the things that we talk about. Travel gives you that ability. Travel can give you the ability to go somewhere different in your mind and unlock and go into a different corner of your mind that you've never gone before. It could be simple as you going for a run in a new country, in a new town, and you get to the top of the bridge, you look down and you start to think differently about a problem or a solution. Sometimes travel just gives you a new glimpse, a new perspective. So many times I'm on a flight and I'm working away on a plane and I got my headphones in, I look out the window and something hits me that wouldn't have if I was just on the ground working at my computer. Travel can sometimes unlock some amazing perspectives and that is why I believe that travel is a personal form of R&D. Another type of R&D is tools and software. This is something that I believe needs to be a part of your budget line personally and professionally you need to be willing to invest in tools and software and if your company pays for it even better that's icing on the cake right make sure you get approval to use any of these tools and software before you start buying them and then sending over expense claims but you want to be able to stay on top of technology right and the way that you do that is by finding what solutions what tools are new relevant or interesting, and see if they can be used for you to be a little bit more productive, a little bit more innovative, a little bit more efficient. Ever since I've been graduating out of university, I've always had tools that I've subscribed to. These tools have ranged from journaling tools that I use to kind of develop myself through just reflection and practice and gratitude, all the way through today to AI tools, where I'm experimenting with tools like 11 Labs. And if you go back to one of the podcast episodes, you can check it out where I talk about the the rise of artificial intelligence. Strongly recommend you check out this episode. It's mind-blowing. But in that, I've been able to find some amazing tools that can, again, unlock new interesting ideas and perspectives that I can use to create better content. Another form of R&D is networking and memberships. Peer groups. One of the peer groups that I'm in is called EO entrepreneurs organization. And just this last week, I was in Austin, Austin, Texas, to speak at a conference, but prior to that conference and me speaking, I was at an Airbnb with five other entrepreneurs talking about business, talking about profits, talking about growth strategies, and talking about the things that we wanted to accomplish in the upcoming year. What I love about these types of organizations and groups is that they give you the opportunity to build strong connections, get unfiltered advice, share with people the struggles that other entrepreneurs go through so they can then collaborate and learn with you and hold you accountable to achieving certain things. Folks, I'm not telling you to go out and join EO. There's a ton of different groups. You can even curate your own group, create a Slack group, create a a WhatsApp chat, whatever you want to do, an iMessage group. Create a group of peers who you all want to grow and use it as kind of like a mastermind, so to speak, where you talk about certain things on a regular basis. I have some friends who have masterminds dedicated to YouTube growth, and all they do every single day is they go into this group and they hold each other accountable to share that they are producing content on YouTube, that they're optimizing it, that they're improving it, and they share things that they're noticing in trends. Everybody in the group grows together. It's not competitive, it's collaborative. And through this, they're all able to win. Folks, R&D is a growing exercise a growing exercise that gives you the ability to grow not only professionally and personally, but also as a holistic human. Life is a growing process. And if you can invest in R&D, if you can invest continuously in yourself by saying R&D matters, not just for this organization that I work for or run, but also for myself, then you are gonna be able to truly continue down the path of creating a life worth living. Folks, spend time researching new ideas spend time investing in yourself. Spend money to get better and improve. Stay curious. And if you do that, I am confident that eventually you'll be able to create something great. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By all means, feel free to share this with a colleague, a peer who you believe might find some value in this idea of having their own personal R&D budget. Have this conversation with your spouse, your partner, whoever it might be. If they too are interested in growth, maybe this is a conversation that you folks could have around your own annual budgeting and your own way of approaching your own budget. Have a great day, night, or evening, and I will see you on the internet. To know how to create, like the grades, let's Let's break break it down.